Good evening to everybody. Thank you to Almighty God, to our Lao Chenren, Chenren, through their great merit. By the mercy and compassion of Ong Lao Tian Chuan to all Tian Chuan to all Chen Xian, that this topic has been assigned to me. That once again I have been given the chance to be with you and to study with all of you tonight. The introduction that has been given to me tonight by the Master of Ceremonies has been so lavish and so generous that I have felt that it has even way beyond reflected my true level of cultivation. I have felt humbled for it has only been through the blessing of heaven that I have been given this chance to study with you tonight. The previous topic that I shared with you was about respecting our Buddha nature. Now we are already at the second regulation or discipline. Let us please continue to study and listen carefully. The Holy Teacher has reminded us that this guideline from the temple allows us to have a peaceful path for ourselves so that we can have a proper guide as we walk this path of cultivation in Tao and as we desire to clean our spirit and earn rewards in heaven. Our purpose of discussing this topic is so that we will be able to clean our inner selves, that we will be able to purify our inner selves. Let us follow the Buddha guidelines properly. When we do this, all our deeds and actions will be good, will be aligned, and will be in obedience according to the will of heaven. Follow the lead of our seniors and guide our juniors. Tsun Jian Ti Ho. Tsun means to follow or abide by. Qian means senior in front of us or those who have gone ahead of us. Ti means to lift, to carry, to raise, to promote. Ho means those who came after us or those who have arrived later than us, back or rear. The first character, Tsun, and the last character, Ho, are interrelated because if there is no first, then there will be no last. These two characters cannot be separate from each other. Chen represents or symbolizes before heaven was formed or created. This also symbolizes our conscience, which is the true owner of our physical bodies. Before our physical bodies have been formed, the spirit who is using it now has already existed. The character Ho represents after heaven was created. This symbolizes that after this physical body has been formed, those thoughts that bother us, those thoughts that distract us, have afterwards been formed. The conscience is the original component, so the one who is using our body now is not the true owner. One of the reasons why we have received Tao is to guide us on how we can find our true master or the true owner of our physical bodies, the true owner of our earthly homes. What I wish that we understand with what we have received in Tao is that we have found a clean and bright spirit, our own spirit, and we have to take care of it. We have to maintain its original state. Our physical bodies like a house, what lives there is our spirit. If our body is really being managed by our spirit, that means that our body is in its right condition and it is thoroughly clean. In this physical body, as we go about our personal dealings, as we live our daily lives, 
there are many friends or there are many visitors that are able to influence this earthly home of ours. The many friends or visitors that come in and out of this earthly home, this physical body, some of them can be good friends and some of them can be bad friends. In our desire to keep ourselves clean, we have to understand that in the coming and going of these so-called friends, we should not be swayed or be pulled apart by them from the true owner of this earthly home. As we have received Tao, we know that our holy teacher is reminding us, and this holy teacher that I am referring to is Qigong Holy Teacher or Qigong Lao Shi, also called Qigong Wafo. The first character, Qi, means to be of help, to aid, or to benefit, to ferry. The second character, Kung, means being fair or without any selfishness. The third character, Huo, means alive and not dead. The fourth character, Fo, means Buddha. This is our true living conscience. As disciples of our holy teacher, then we should study and learn from his example of helping the whole world. This is our true goal. Our goal of studying with our holy teacher is to acquire or to have that nature of being unselfish. This is our capital, our spiritual resource, that of becoming unselfish. So that through this, we may be, we may be able to help others and that we may be able to become living Buddhas ourselves. Usually, our perception of Qigong Wafo inside our hearts is that image of him on the altar that we see with our naked eyes. With this, we have the distinction of him as being the holy teacher and we as his disciples. That he is the big Qigong and we are the small Qigong. That he is the saint and we are, the on we are only the ordinary person. However, we should be united with our holy teacher. We should be the one with our holy teacher and not be separate from him. We have these two inner beings. One of it is our conscience. Now if we allow our conscience to dominate, to be followed in our daily lives, then that means that the holy teacher is the one leading us. We are still confused and not so clear about this. In our state of chaos, then we are really called disciples. And we are having difficulty in differentiating between these two concepts. We should not forget that inside of ourselves, our holy teacher is there. We say that we are studying now on how we will follow those who have gone ahead of us or our elders and guide those who have gone after us or our juniors. The truth is we are studying on how we can awaken that which is inside of ourselves symbolizing the first to be formed or the original component so that we can carry or lift up our various distracting and bothersome thoughts symbolizing the last component that was formed i hope that as we study we may be able to release or let go of our attachments to our physical selves we should admit and understand those things that are bothering us which are present inside of ourselves we must be able to detect them and to distinguish or identify them from the rest of our good thoughts so that we may be able to restrain, take control of, and conduct properly these unwanted wicked thoughts. 
what we should emulate or follow is the big belly of tolerance of Mile Buddha, the cloth bag monk assigned for the salvation of all spirits in the white era, also called Maitreya Buddha, and his heart having great mercy and compassion. How can we release all of our self-attachments so that when we do this, we can have tolerance and compassion for all creation in this universe? There was a story wherein there was a certain person who went to the temple to seek advice from a monk, and this person asked the monk what Tao meant, what Tao was. Then the monk told him, Come inside and let us have some tea. So they both went inside the temple and the monk started to prepare the tea. Afterwards, when the tea was ready, the monk served it by pouring it on the visitor's teacup, but the monk kept pouring it until the tea was overflowing from the cup that the visitor had to stop him from what he was doing. Immediately, the visitor said, Master, Master, please stop because the tea has already overflowed. And the monk replied, as if unaware of what he did, Oh, so it was already full? Then the wise monk continued in his counsel. In the same way, if a person is lacking in humility, if he is already full inside of himself, then how will I be able to impart to him or share with him anything about the truth which he earnestly seeks for himself? Following the moral or, or lesson from this story, as we study the Tao within us, we should not make ourselves full to the brim and overflowing with our own biased, arrogant, myopic, or short-sighted knowledge. We should be like empty glasses, that have nothing in them, so that there will be a full space to fill them with the truth that we eagerly desire to learn. Meanwhile, with regard to our topic for tonight on how we will be able to respect our elders, how can we learn to manifest this kind of action in us? But more importantly, the question I wish to ask is why do we need to respect our, uh, our elders? If our senior elders in the past did not go to the remote places to propagate Tao, then we will have no chance at this present time to understand about the Tao. Our senior elders, those who have gone ahead of us, as they went to the places where Tao was not yet propagated, they faced many trials and difficulties. To travel from their homes, from their original location, to the places that were still considered uncultivated lands, non-urbanized areas, and those places that had no established modern civilization. They endured much struggle within themselves, but they were nonetheless strengthened, kept aflame by their innermost desire to help the people whom they were able to reach. They were not afraid to sacrifice their own families, and they gave up the comfort that they had in their own lives. Their only desire was to be able to communicate, to spread the good news to share the truth about Tao to everyone they could possibly reach. While it is important that we should be able to give respect to those people of a higher level of cultivation and to those who have deeper wisdom than us, the Holy Teacher said that we should also give respect and patiently guide those whose knowledge has not yet reached our own level of wisdom. We should be able to help them as well because each one of them has the same spirit that we have that has been given to us by the same God. 
we should lead those who have come after us, those who have not had a significant exposure in cultivating Tao. We should help them so that they will be able to understand, to truly realize, and to feel the great Tao in their lives. As it is said, even with a strong horse, if there is no one who will direct it to the right path, if no one will lead it to the right direction, it will have no correct way to run towards. In the same way, if a person has a high level of wisdom, if he has a deep understanding, but if nobody is guiding him or her, if nobody is leading him or her properly, it will also be hard for him or her to be able to achieve true victory in his or her spiritual cultivation. The Holy Teacher said that according to the guidelines of Tao, we should follow these said guidelines in all our decisions, actions, and in all our dealings with others. The senior members or those who are able to understand, those who have cultivated deeply, they should be able to willingly share their wisdom with the junior members. More importantly, we should be able to understand what is really inside the hearts of our junior members their true learnings within and their own realizations or awakening to the truth. Now what does it mean by following the seniors and guiding the juniors? What is the characteristic of a person that we may be able to regard him or her as our senior? And whom should we call our juniors or those who have come later than us, those who are newly cultivating and newly studying in Tao? Those who have gone ahead of us are those who teach us, those who guide us. They are those whom, whom we can really call our Chen Xian. We should be able to understand their meritorious deeds. They have a high level of cultivation. They have deep wisdom. When there is alignment with the Tao in their words and in their actions. These are the people who truly know how to guide us. They should be the true examples for us. Their words and deeds are worthy to be considered as our true examples. They also have this innermost desire to guide us so that we can learn and cultivate in Tao. They can be rightfully called our Chen Shen. They have this outstanding spiritual quality to lead the people. If, for example, in what we are doing, there is no spiritual merit to be gained, if we are still lacking in wisdom, yet we insist to lead others. When we do this action, we will have no idea where we will take those who follow us, those people whom we have pushed ourselves to lead. This is a scenario of blind leading another blind. Both of them will fall into the same pit. If it were a true situation, then how would they lead people to go back to heaven? If they have no quality to lead people to go back to heaven, then how can they be called our Chen Shen? That's why each one of us, we should be able to know who is the true master of our own selves. We should stop following our six senses, eye and visible objects, ear and sound, nose and odor, tongue and taste, body and touch, mind and mental objects, for they are rightfully called the six thieves that steal our spiritual merits from us. They lead the rebellion against the true master in directing our physical bodies towards what is wicked. We should be able to know the true master of our spirit. We should not keep looking outside of ourselves where the master from whom we seek to follow their teachings or from whom we strive to get our learnings from. 
whom can we call as our juniors? Are they the ones who have just arrived in Tao? Are they those who are later learners? Are they those who follow the guide? Are they the ones who come later in receiving the heavenly mandate? Are they those whom we call as new students? As it is said, the time that we have now in the cycle of creation, growth, and destruction of this world is already in a late stage, or what we call the white era or the white young period. If up to now we still don't know how to find our true selves, if we are still attached to the physical forms or visible forms that we see, that creates confusion in ourselves. If this is the case, we cannot go back to the awakening of our true selves, we continue to be attached to our reputation, to the nomenclature or classification of things, ever attached to the visible forms that we see. With this status, we cannot leave this cycle of existence. We cannot transcend from this attachment. How can we awaken to our true master? Our holy teacher said that all who are still studying, cultivating, and who help spread the Tao even they have not transcended the cycle of metempsychosis. They have not escaped the cycle of birth, death, and rebirth. They are still called students of Tao. All of them still need the guidance of the saints and sages for them to have an awakening from this ordinary human existence. The Holy Teacher asked, Who among us are the true seniors and who among us are the true juniors? Who among us are the true students of Tao? The true accomplishment that shows we have followed the second rule is that we know how to follow our guides who are the saints themselves. We have sincere respect for the saints in their way of enlightening us, in teaching us on how to have the humility to help others, to help everyone to awaken to their true selves, to help them to put themselves in a proper situation following the true master, to help people understand this way this method of awakening in Tao and in transcending reincarnation. In the temple, all those who have gone ahead of us, those who are worthy to be our example, we should be able to follow them. In doing so, we will be able to understand a person's own realizations. There are those who have gone ahead and also those who have come later than us. Our affinity with the saints, with our awakening in Tao, may be fast or slow. With our different life circumstances, for those of us who have the true desire to cultivate, we should respect everyone. How can we not respect the saints and follow their guidelines to us? How can we not respect everyone? In this physical body, there are those who have come ahead of us and those who have come later than us. In a true direction of our Tao cultivation, as we rectify or change ourselves, there is what is called the inner cultivation and the outer cultivation. When we say inner cultivation, this means that we should be able to awaken what is truly inside of ourselves, that it will be able to truly lead this body and that it will not go astray or become lost. If the true master is really able to manage its household, these so-called friends, no matter when they come and go to this earthly home, this physical body, that person will not be confused on who is the master and who is the friend. When we talk about external cultivation, the things that we should be able to consider and emphasize are the following. 
in the temple, we should ask permission before we even start to do what we plan to do. Our ministers, as our guide, have long years of experience in their Tao practice. Even if we say that we have the ability, that we have the knowledge, and that we have the talent to act, we still need to consult them first. We need to understand them before we begin to take the initial step of what we wish to accomplish in the temple. We should not begin on any temple task unless we have received the permission to do so. Even those who have been a long time member in the temple, we cannot say that I already know what to do or that I already know many of the members. We should not be like this. Whatever it is that we wish to do, we should be able to give respect to those leading us. It cannot be that we have already begun to do a task before we even ask permission from the transmitting master. What is proper is that before an action is started, before it is even decided what we should do, we should be able to ask permission for these tasks. Through this, we are following the guideline that if the permission has not yet been given to us, we should not say that we already know what to do. On the other hand, if the assignment to execute the temple task has been given to us, then we should not disobey. In summary, with regard to this guideline, the assigned task has not been given, we should not act ahead of the transmitting master. If the assigned task is already there, we should be able to act on it immediately, given our exact circumstances. If we are able to follow this regulation, it may be considered that we are Tao followers, that we are truly cultivating in Tao. As a follow-through, once we are able to finish a task that we have been given, we should be able to give a proper report, complete, accurate, truthful on it. Consider the following situations that apply to proper reporting. In our holy class or Tao seminar after the Tao seminar has been finished. Whatever task or activities we do in the temple. When we go to another country to help in the temple task in that country or to help the people understand Tao there. When we go back to our local Tao temple affiliation, we should be able to report on the completion of our assigned tasks. It is better if we can make a written report about the details of our activities and tasks that we did. If we are not given the chance to physically report to our transmitting master, we have the option to use modern technology to be able to accomplish this task. Our elders, those that have set up Tao classes or programs for cultivation, such as the class we are having now, we must be aware of their sincere care for us. They are always worrying about the following. In this topic, have the listeners understood a lot? Have they learned about what the Tao has awakened in us? What was the reaction of the listeners to the class? Therefore, all of the details about our temple assignment, we should be able to report to our elders. Ong Lao is always worried if we have learned something from what we have been listening to. We should have the humility to accept his guidance. As our elders try to lead us in order to awaken us, ingrained with their leadership is the wisdom that they have acquired to guide us. In their decision, they bring with them deep Tao cultivation experiences. This realization allows us to understand the reason why their decision has arrived at a certain judgment. On our side, we should be able to seize this chance in accepting their guidance because it will lead to the true understanding of Tao. We need to be humble to accept that we have not fully understood the Tao, 
what it means in its complete form, in its entirety. With their many years of Tao cultivation practice, our elders have a unique perspective of teaching us about the Tao. For example, there are circumstances that we are given the chance to cultivate in Tao, to study, and to help in temple tasks. We should be able to seize these opportunities. We should accomplish them with all our might, with all our strength, in all our abilities, in our completed task. It is their goal that we may be able to learn something. And if it happens that we, on the other hand, don't want to follow them, if we have our own decisions, if we think that the tasks they have assigned to us are in disagreement with our own perception of things, so when problems arise in the course of our strong-headed implementation, we are the ones who have lost the chance to gain spiritual merit. We were the ones who committed these mistakes. In this light, we should not exceed our boundaries. In respecting our elders' decision, we should accomplish the part that we have been given. We should not exceed the boundaries of our own responsibilities. One example is that when we have time to help in temple tasks, for instance, to go to remote places or to go to other countries to help in Tao propagation, we should be able to communicate with our elders regarding our assigned tasks. We should not initiate directly with the transmitting master in that particular temple or communicate directly to the most senior minister in our chapter. When we go against this, we are bypassing those who have gone ahead of us or our seniors. This is not the proper way. What our ministers or elders have accomplished in Tao is to follow the guidelines, these same guidelines that we need to follow for ourselves. So when we are misaligned, diverting from our proper place, when something unfavorable happens as a consequence of our strong-headed action, and these consequences reach the senior minister, Consequently, we have bypassed the middle person, the transmitting master, between us and the senior minister. Once a huge problem arises, our transmitting master does not know anything about it. How can there be a solution when the cause of the situation has not been discovered with our own concealment? Many other people will be affected by our own actions. On the other hand, when there's a small problem that we can do on our own, then we should find a way to be able to carry this burden. We should find other members who can help us to be able to overcome this difficulty so that the small problem will not be able to become bigger, to expand further. Then we should be able to initiate immediate action except when we cannot implement the required solution or we don't have the ability or resources to do so. When we have decided to report about this small problem, we should not report it as if blaming someone. Furthermore, it is not good that in the details of our report, we are hiding something. We should be able to report only the truth. In addition, we should be able to report even the little things that we notice and observe in the temple. When we have noticed the things that we cannot solve on our own and we don't allow the transmitting master to know about the situation, when the situation worsens, it is very embarrassing for the transmitting master. The consequence is that the, the transmitting master will be blamed. We cannot say that we have done this action because the transmitting master has not given us attention. But the truth is that our transmitting master has not been given the true knowledge of the situation.
when we have the ability and we already saw a shortcoming, an opportunity to serve, we should be able to fill that shortcoming. We should not make an excuse or a justification and allow things to remain as they are because we believe that we were not the ones who committed that specific shortcoming. Needless to say, when something goes wrong because of that situation, the one who is placed in danger is the one ahead of us, our senior. We should help our seniors so that they will not be placed in that particular situation. Again, when we have noticed a shortcoming, then we should be able to notify our senior. Through this, the situation will not worsen. We should realize that the task that the transmitting master is doing is not for his own or her own self. Neither is it for any other person. What he or she is doing is for the work in the temple, this heavenly work of propagating Tao. Whatever our transmitting masters are trying to accomplish, we should be able to assist and support them so that he or she will be able to organize properly the activities in the temple with proper allocation of needed volunteers and temple resources. In accomplishing tasks in the temple, when we notice that there are some members who wish to offer themselves to serve in the temple, let us inform our transmitting masters so that these members will be given a chance for their abilities to be noticed and to be utilized. Through this, they will be encouraged, they will be uplifted to handle important tasks. Our transmitting masters are handling many things that sometimes they are not able to see everything in the temple. They may not be able to observe all the different personalities in the temple. These are the things that we should give attention to so that we can help our transmitting master. We should be able to show gratitude and spread the merits of our seniors. If there are members of higher knowledge or higher level of education than our seniors, then they are inclined to belittle the seniors. This attitude is not correct because our seniors have learned other knowledge or gained deeper wisdom compared with our own background. Next in our discussion is that we should be able to give our concern and care for those who are ahead of us. Our transmitting master has a broader sphere of responsibility to cover, so what he or she focuses attention on have wider impacts or consequences. Our transmitting masters in their care for others, we should help them so that more people will be able to feel their care for all. With anything that we are doing in the temple, if the instruction is not clear, we should ask the transmitting master for clarity. Because if we don't fully understand or assign tasks, then we may commit mistakes, and as a result, we may be able to implicate others in our own mistakes. So we should be careful that if there is anything that we don't understand, we should be able to have an awareness of this lack of understanding on our part. We should have the humility to admit this to our transmitting master. If there are some members who have not understood the instructions of our transmitting master or the direction that she has taken, we should be able to help them to see his or her view or basis for this judgment. We should not be the ones causing strife or disagreement or even causing our transmitting master to be put in a bad light or to be criticized. 
when we lift up other members, encourage them, and allow them to be able to use their natural abilities and skills for the temple. We should not use this to establish a personal relationship for our own motives. We should allow our own encouragement to empower them in rendering Tao service, thus strengthening our Tao propagation. Now how do we guide the temple newcomers? We have to help them understand the teachings in Tao. We should teach them and guide them. We should allow them to be part of our temple tasks and activities. When there are any of them suffering the difficulties of life, such as sickness or death of a family member, we should be able to show them our sincere care and support and allow the other members to do the same. We must be able to promote talents and skills present among our members. We should help them to use these talents and skills that they can offer in our Tao propagation. We should be able to identify the specific talents that they have and utilize them properly for a specific task in the temple. For example, if they are, if they are good in singing, we should allow them to lead us in singing holy songs. If they are good in organizing documents, then we can assign them in organizing temple records. We should assign everyone to the specific tasks that highlight their talents and abilities. For those members who are good in building relationships, we should give them the task of inviting people to receive Tao and encouraging new members to continue in their Tao cultivation. For those who are good in cooking, we should help them to be assigned in kitchen tasks during our special temple activities. If there are silent type members, then we should allow them to be able to work on their own and still contribute to Tao service. We should give everyone the chance to contribute to the temple task so that all the necessary programs and activities in the temple are well taken care of. We should not allow our members' abilities to be unutilized or unused for tasks corresponding to their talents. As we share time with other members, we should be courteous, friendly, and give them greetings when we meet them. We should give everyone sincere encouragement and support so that they will be encouraged to offer themselves fully for Tao service. Meanwhile, when we see other members who are superior in abilities than us, we should not feel insecure that we will lose our current assigned task and that they will eventually overshadow us. This is not correct for us to feel. We should allow them to fully offer themselves because we need each other and nobody can grow all by himself or herself. It is better that many of us are busy giving our contribution and all of us are truly delighted in rendering these forms of service. If there are newcomers who are still prone to make mistakes in accomplishing the temple task, we should nonetheless give them the chance to render service. We should stand behind them as their humble guide, not overpowering them. We should not allow anyone to feel excluded among us. When the newcomers are able to do well, we should give them sincere praise as an encouragement for them to persist in their service. When they have done wrong, we should give them the appropriate advice to correct their mistakes or faults. When we have noticed their weaknesses, we should strive to correct them immediately so they will continue in those so they will not continue in those weaknesses however we should be able to give constructive criticism we should not deliberately hurt their feelings or blame them through this we can give them the right direction to follow 
we can also prevent gossips and ill feelings towards each other when we have this behavior. The most important is that we are examples of action and not merely of words. We should not be overlording our members by continuously giving tasks without us doing anything. There may be members who are willing to learn and they have a mature awareness, while some will just be in the sidelines observing everyone else. There are different perceptions, habits, ways of doing things, manners of relating with others that different members display. We should be able to guide everyone towards the proper temple etiquette. We should treat everyone equally and not show special attention or favoritism to specific members. When we have made mistakes ourselves and we have received correction from others, we should be thankful that there are people sincerely caring for our welfare. We should observe the good examples that we can follow from others. We should not belittle others. We should not also cover up the mistakes of others. This behavior will prevent jealousy and strife among all members. In the temple, some are fast learners and some will take time to absorb new ideas. Some can be skillful immediately in a certain task, while others will take more time and more practice. We should all treat them equally. We should help them accomplish their task on the corresponding services aligned with their abilities. If the first or seniors and the last or juniors will be harmonious in their relationship, we will have a peaceful temple which is healthy and united. This environment is conducive to an effective Tao propagation. The summary of our discussion for tonight is to realize for ourselves that people with high virtue deserve to be our true models in Tao. Whether coming from our seniors or juniors, we should give ourselves fully to learn from others. We should be patient in guiding everyone to elevate in their Tao cultivation. Through this example, they too may be willing to fulfill this task of uplifting their own selves. Due to time restrictions, I may have to stop here. I ask for apology for extending our allocated time for discussion tonight. I hope that all of us will be able to enrich both our inner and outer cultivation so that all of us treading this bright path in Tao will be able to attain true spiritual victory. We must direct the true Chen Qian, the original component, our conscience, which is inside of ourselves, to help us rectify or correct our own mistakes and weaknesses, facilitate our non-attachment to the enticement or attractions of this world, and to lift our true selves in its proper position as the true Master. <laughs>